0: Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hi, guys. Hope you're out there with us tonight. If you are, check in, hit like, let us know you're there, give us a comment, throw up a hello. Have a great evening. Um, we're going to study tonight, have a great time studying uh, Daniel chapter five so we'll just wait a few minutes let everybody get in and uh get a chance to to join us looking forward to having a great study tonight anybody out there there we go bill's with us hi bill good to see you tonight now people are coming on we were having internet problems earlier i don't know what we do if the internet goes down we'll be in a mess and a real a real lot of trouble then Uh, so i'm glad to see you're out there hi jess jess is with us we got some others shelly's on you guys keep checking in give everybody just a few minutes to get in hi joe hope you're feeling better and scotty's with us tonight good to see you guys hi cheryl uh seems like i just talked to scotty and cheryl not too long ago we had our zoom zoom staff meeting this afternoon this is what the world's come to hi debbie good to see you tonight and dd's Dee with us hey we're going to get into this real quick so we're going to give everybody just a chance hi jim jim and jess are both with us tonight max out there uh and awesome and you guys keep checking in. Hi, Allison. Good to have you with us tonight. And Kayla's with us. And they just keep coming. Hi, Jenny. Hey, let's uh, let's do this tonight as people are checking in. I know people are going to continue to jump in uh, here in the next few minutes. Let's pray. And we want to get into our study tonight of Daniel chapter 5. And then at the end, we're going to try and have a, just a moment or two. I've got a couple of prayer needs tonight I want to mention. But I want to uh, go ahead and jump into the study tonight so you guys are all... Uh, ready to go. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Daniel chapter 5. That's where we're going to be. And while you're doing that, let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for being an awesome God and seeing us through all of these times that we're living in right now. I pray tonight as we get ready to jump into this study of your word that you help us to to, uh, understand it and take it beyond our heads into our hearts. And God, help us to uh, just allow it to influence and speak to how we live our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey guys! Glad to have you all out there tonight. We are tonight, so we 're into week three okay of daniel we 've been we're doing the study of the prophecies of Daniel so this week we 're not hitting every chapter, but this week we 're going to be in chapter five So let me just take a second here and let 's jump back to where we 've been uh the the first two weeks because last week we were in First Corinthians for Easter and doing something special for Easter time so week one we were in chapter two and we were looking at remember we were looking at King Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, that first week was his dream, and a lot of this has revolved, so far all of this has revolved around dreams. King Nebuchadnezzar had this dream of a statue uh, with a head of gold and a um, mid, section of silver and then bronze and then iron and then mixed with clay. And Daniel came along and Daniel gave him the interpretation, and the interpretation was, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, this is a message from God. Uh, to let you know, basically, I'm the one that puts you in power. You won't be in power unless I keep you in power, um, so you need to realize that. And then it, there was some uh, prophetic things in there about the, the nations uh, that will follow after Babylon. So that was the first week. second week, then, was another uh, dream that Nebuchadnezzar again had. And if you remember this week, that, that, that week was just, it was just bizarre. It was like the kind of thing you could make a a movie out of almost. Okay. This guy, um, he had a dream. And when Daniel came and interpreted it, he basically said to Nebuchadnezzar, listen, because you're arrogant and you're haughty and you don't honor God, um, you are going to lose your mind for a little while and you are going to end up living for a, a period of seven years in the field living like an animal. And uh, he did that. That's exactly what happened after a period of time. And for seven years, he lived that way. And then, at the end of seven years, his mind—he came back into his right mind. If you remember the story, and and here's the important thing that ties into tonight, or into tonight's teaching. Um, he came to give God complete and total glory and honor and praise, and recognize he was the God of all gods in his in his world in his culture. He was the ultimate God. And he gave him all praise. So tonight we're going to jump into chapter 5. Now here's the thing about chapter 5, okay? Um, It's not any longer about Nebuchadnezzar. Now it's about a guy named Belshazzar, uh, which was uh, maybe a son, probably a grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. And let's jump into this tonight. we got some more people jumped on tonight. Hi, Megan. I see uh, Ginger's there, Jeremiah, and I'm sure Kim's with them tonight. Uh, Sam and Sandy, and I don't know who else is out there that may have slipped in because I can't see any further up the screen than that. So whoever's out there, um, uh, awesome. We're glad to have you tonight. So let me read tonight. Uh, This is Daniel chapter 5, and we're going to jump into verse 1, and I'm going to read down tonight through about verse 9, and then we're going to talk about this a little bit. Now listen, here's the thing, application. How does this apply to my life? That's what we want to be thinking about throughout this whole thing. Um, And by the way, if you didn't download it, go to the group, and there is a set of notes, uh, fill-in-the-blank stuff, references. There's some uh, commentary, uh, additional information out there that you can get. It's free. Uh, Grab a hold of that. We're trying to start doing a little bit of that tonight as well. All right, with no further ado, chapter 5, verse 1. King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. Belshazzar, when he tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of God and of silver that Nebuchadnezzar his father had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought, that the king and his lords, his wife, and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought in the golden vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Immediately. The fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, opposite the lampstand. And the king saw the hand as it wrote. Then the king's color changed, and his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way, and his knees knocked together. This guy was scared, okay? He was just scared. Uh, The king called loudly to bring in the enchanters, the Chaldeans, and the astrologers. Sound familiar to anybody? This is what we saw in his, his father, probably grandfather. Uh, the king declared to the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king the interpretation. The, then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed and his color changed and his lords were perplexed. So first thing, and I kind of hit on this. We still got some people jumping in. Hi guys. Um who was Belshazzar? So Belshazzar was king of Babylon at this point. Uh and, and let's go back up tonight to verses 1 and 2 and we get a little insight here. King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. So he was a really important person. Uh when he tasted the wine, he commanded the vessels of God and of silver that Nebuchadnezzar and my translation says his father, but what I need you to know tonight is um, it could have just, that word could just as easily have been translated predecessor, his predecessor, uh, the person that was before him. Nebuchadnezzar, who was before him, had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem. So who is Belshazzar? Belshazzar could be the son of Nebuchadnezzar in the, our translations as the but probably he was a grandson. Um, because we're told, historically, we're told that the, the next king after Nebuchadnezzar was a guy by the name of Nabonidus. Um, who was probably Belshazzar's father? Now, here's my question for you tonight: as you guys continue to jump in here, okay? Um, and I and I, I mentioned this at the beginning. What had God taught Belshazzar's father, or or, or probably his grandfather? what What are the lessons that Nebuchadnezzar learned that uh, we saw in the last few weeks? Do you guys remember that? And I I want to give you a minute if you've got some things to throw out there give me some response i know we got this whole time delay thing going on and i don't know if um this will work or not but let's go ahead and keep working at this and trying what was it what things that do you remember what were the things that nebuchadnezzar learned I, i mean the big one was this it was um he learned the lesson because god said you're going to have the mind of an animal for seven years in order to learn this, does anybody have any recollection of where that whole thing went in chapter four? If you do, throw it out there for me tonight. Give me a little bit of uh, a little bit of feedback. Um, I'm not seeing anybody, so let me let me throw it out there for you, okay? And you guys can give me a thumbs up. Let me know that you're hearing this, okay? Uh, the thing that Nebuchadnezzar learned, we kind of pick up in chapter four, f- 4, verse 37. This is this is what Nebuchadnezzar said after he'd gone through his whole crazy ordeal. He said, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, for all his works are right and his eyes are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. What did Nebuchadnezzar learn? Uh, learn? He learned this, God is to be honored. He learned this, that God is sovereign. He learned this, that God is the ultimate, that Daniel's God, our God, is the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, all of those things. What did did Nebuchadnezzar learn? He learned all of those things. So we need to remember that tonight as we get into this study on chapter 5. Um, because in a little while here, this is going to become really, really important. Now, let me ask you all another question. I'd like you to think through. And if you've got your your um, your papers there and your notes, um, if you're like some people, you're very meticulous about. You got to have all the blanks filled in. I don't know if you'll get that tonight, but um, we'll we'll hit some of them for sure. Why did Belshazzar order the vessels from the temple in Jerusalem to be brought? Now. That's a really good question. Why did he do this? He said, go get all of the holy vessels, all the cups and all the things that were used in the worship of God and bring them in. Why did he do that? Now, we're left a little bit to figure it out, uh, to try and understand it. But a couple of clues in here was, first of all, he was having this great feast in front of a thousand people. So he was feeling kind of impotent full of himself, I would imagine. He was wanting to make a really important, uh, 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 just a, a, an important um, point to these people. He was trying to let them know that, hey, I'm the boss, I'm the ruler, I'm the king, I'm really important, I'm something. He was very full of himself is what I'm, I'm looking for there. We, we can assume that that was his way of doing that, but if you read some of the notes that are, uh, are in from the commentaries, there's some interesting stuff in there too, It and it could be this. He chose Yahweh because he had, he knew the story of his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar, and he knew that Daniel had said, "Nebuchadnezzar, you're the head of gold. Remember chapter uh, two. But you will not you will not reign forever." He he probably knows that God humbled Nebuchadnezzar, and, and this is his way of saying to God in in arrogance, "God, you may have humbled my grandfather, but you're not going to humble me." Now that's a possibly, quite likely, a piece of it, Belshazzar, and here's the key to this whole lesson, this whole chapter, Belshazzar had not learned the lessons that his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar had learned. And and here's the title tonight, if you don't learn from the past, you are guaranteed to have to live out a do-over. And in Belshazzar's case, that's exactly what we're going to see happens. He had every opportunity to learn from what his grandfather had gone through, and yet he didn't. Now, Another piece of this is what were the significance, and I just kind of mentioned it a minute ago, I kind of gave you the answer, what's the big deal about pulling these gold cups out of storage or display and bringing them in and drinking out of them? One of the things you got to understand is what their purpose was for, and this becomes really important here in a little while as well. God had given very specific directions on how these cups and chalices and and pitchers were to be made. And they were to be made um, for one use and one use only. And God says, these things are holy. They're separated to me. And they are absolutely only to be used in the worship of me. They were were there as a, a means of honoring. One more time, just for fun. I moved to my phone. We'll see if Verizon does any better than... uh, I don't even know who I've got for internet here. Apparently, I need to fire them, it seems like. Let's try it one more time, guys. We're going to do it from the phone. We're going to figure this out tonight, one way or the other. Um, Although now I'm going to be short of Bible, but you know what? We can do this. Scott's back. Scotty. We're going to try it from the phone, guys. Jump back in for us, would you? Please give us one more opportunity here. We're going to try it one more time, see if we can make this work. Brenda's back. I see Kim's back in. We're going to do it from the phone. We'll see how this works. Give me just a second here to get some things moved around and uh, see if we can make this work a little somehow or other. Give me a little stand here for that. That'll work. Maybe Cheryl's back, Christine, Tammy, Kayla, they're coming back in. Shelly's back with us, Scotty, Jessica, good to have you guys back. We're doing it from the phone we're going to give this a try instead all right sorry about that i guess we've been fortunate so far we've not had this problem ruthie's got she's standing here she's my live audience tonight hey you might want to go upstairs and turn the podcast off because it's still running so hit the off button how about that how how's that behind the scenes stuff right there out in front now you know all right uh, this is awesome they can't stop church you got it scotty they can't stop church um, so hey, let's try this one more time. I, I think Verizon might be a little more stable. I don't know how the picture is here in my kitchen, but we're going to go for this. All right. So we were into chapter five of Daniel tonight, and we were talking about Belshazzar and these guys. And can you imagine this guy? He comes in and he has the audacity, the 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 the, the stupidity to pull out the the things that are made for God's. Worship and use them to worship the gods of gold and wood and and how does it read it there in verse 4? We just read it a minute ago all all these false gods uh, I mean God is an awesome God and a patient God But you know what there are points where even God says you know what that's enough and we kind of see that's what happened here They praised the gods of gold and silver bronze iron wood and stone that is just messed up, but that's what these guys did Um, Belshazzar saw the handwriting on the wall as we just read it a minute ago. And and did you notice when he did, who did he call? Did did that sound familiar to any of you guys? Who did he call? He called the same, um, I don't know, this is probably inappropriate, the same knuckleheads, all right? He called the same guys that his dad had initially called. He called the enchanters. He called the astrologers. He called the so-called wise men. And you know what they did? They did the same thing that they had done every other time with his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar. These guys showed up and they basically said, "Um, yeah, King, we don't have any idea what that means. And that leads me to my next question tonight. And it's this, considering uh, the experience that Nebuchadnezzar had, and Nebuchadnezzar came to understand Daniel was the guy and these guys didn't get it. What can we kind of read into that? What do you think we can infer from that about Belshazzar? Belshazzar, who was his grandson, you would have thought he would have known about Daniel. You would have thought he would have known these guys have just not had the ability, but he didn't. And I think maybe the thing we can infer out of this is um, he hadn't learned a thing. He had not learned anything from all the experiences that his father or his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar had gone through. Now let's do this tonight. Let's jump down just a little further in chapter five and let's look at verse ten um, and, and see how much deeper this goes. So, as you can imagine, all right, just picture this with me, okay? The guy's having a party. Now, and this is a this is some people go so far as to say it was just a, a drunken. Uh, sex crazed mess, thousand people, and they were known to have those kind of parties. It was just a mess. And he, he disrespects God like that. And then all of a sudden he sees this handwriting, this hand appear out of nowhere, up high on the wall and begin to write these words. And it says his knees knocked together. Literally, he, he was scared. Um, There was, I mean, you can imagine the loud commotion that would be going on. And it says in verse 10, the queen, because of the words of the king and his lords came into the banquet hall and the queen declared, O king, live forever. A little schmoozing doesn't hurt even when you're the, the, the queen. Probably the queen mothers who this actually was. But this is probably Nebuchadnezzar's, uh, one of his, his wives, probably. O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your color change. There is a man in your kingdom, and whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And king Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, and notice the way he she said that okay hey uh, belshazzar uh your father uh your father the king nebuchadnezzar the king he was kind of i think she was making a point there he made him chief of the magicians enchanters chaldeans and astrologers because an excellent spirit knowledge and understanding uh to interpret dreams explain riddles and solve problems were found in daniel whom the king named belshazzar now let Daniel be called and he will show you the interpretation." And here's, here's, here's what I, I, I want to say to you is, just think this through with me and see, see how much this can be seen in this chapter. Um, why did the queen mother have to show up and tell um, tell him about Daniel? Why, why did she have to show up? Why did she have to show up and tell Belshazzar? And, and again, I think it goes back to this, Belshazzar had not been paying attention. In the times of his grandfather I want you to jump with me down to verse I think it's verse 22 tonight and I want you to see something um, verse 22 Daniel says this to him to Belshazzar and you his son Belshazzar have not humbled your heart though you knew all of these things you knew all of this he, he knew all this but he still didn't have the understanding that hey maybe I ought to call Daniel he said, "You've lifted up yourself against the Lord of heavens." And I think there's something again in there that we can we can pull out of that. We if we don't learn from our mistakes and learn from the mistakes of others, um, we absolutely you know we usually think of a do-over as being a good thing. Listen, when God has to give us a do-over because we didn't get it the first time, that's not a good thing. Uh, you know, God's taught me some lessons along the way, and I suspect some of you as well that were not fun. To learn Um, so for goodness sake why would I want to have to learn them a second time right and and that's kind of what we see that's kind of the way it goes with um, Belshazzar here Uh, he just did not get it and that's why the Queen Mother had to bring that in now let's go back to this thing Um, do you think she identified why do you think she identified Nebuchadnezzar as your father your father the king I, I think she was making a couple points to him that hey uh, Belshazzar there was a guy I don't know if you remember him or not his name was Nebuchadnezzar he kind of did some really big stuff Uh, he really is the one that kind of pulled together the kingdom and made it what it is today he's the one that all the nations of the world uh, happened to bow down to you remember him Belshazzar his name was Nebuchadnezzar and he learned some things along the way I I think she was kind of making those points and there's a historical point in there that I think is pretty cool too um, his history tells us, Herodotus and some other ancient historians tell us that it's true that on the day that Babylon fell, they were having a really, really big party uh, in 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 the palace. And I suspect here's what happened. I and, and I don't know that it can be 100% proved, but the the Belshazzar's father Nebuchadnezzar or whatever his name was, he had just um, been defeated the day before uh, in a really large battle against the Medes and the Persians, the ones who next took over the, the really the leadership of the world. He had just been defeated. And it's it's hypothesized that Belshazzar was, as soon as he found out that his dad had, had choked, had fallen apart, had possibly been slain, had been defeated in battle, he pulled all of these people together and said, hey, um, I'm king now. So it's probable, it's likely that he had pulled them all there, and the reason they were having the party and maybe even the reason he pulled those, those cups in there to, to, to defame Yahweh was because he was trying to make a statement to all the, the, the nobles and other people. Um, so his, the Queen Mother comes along and just wants to remind him that, Hey Belshazzar, maybe you're not all that you think you are. And you know, I find it interesting that God has a way of keeping us all humble um, at times. I want to read something tonight, uh, if we can, 2 Timothy 3.16. If you've got your Bibles there for just a second, turn with me to 2 Timothy 3.16. I've mentioned this a number of times uh, in the last few weeks. It's just a really foundational scripture, and it says this, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in, in righteousness. Uh, that the man of God may complete be complete equipped for every good work. Now, 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 get that tonight, okay? Please grab a hold of this. All Scripture, including Daniel, including Daniel chapter five, was breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That the the man of God, the person of God, um, may be trained in all righteousness. So here's here's my point tonight. Here's my question tonight. What's the purpose of Daniel 5 with regards to my life and with regard to your life? Think about what lesson we're trying to be taught here. Um, Belshazzar, as I've tried to make the point, failed to learn the lessons his father had learned the hard way and he had to relearn them. So what are two things tonight? I hope y'all are still with me. Throw up a comment or something here. Say, hey, uh, give me a thumbs up. Let me know you're out there tonight. what are the things that Belshazzar learned or had to learn the hard way that Nebuchadnezzar learned? There's some people showing me some love. All right. Awesome. Um, the first one is this and this according to 2 Timothy three sixteen, is for us He learned first of all honor God and treat the things of God the things God describes as holy And the things that God describes as being made to worship him treat them with respect treat them in a way that is honoring to God, treat them in a way that is holy. Um, he also learned that, you know what, God holds our lives and held Belshazzar's life and his success in his hands. That, that's what Daniel 5 says, um, specifically says, uh, I hold your life in my hands. Um, There's some things there that we need to understand. There are consequences when the people of God choose to disregard God's authority. Now, I want to read tonight with you another passage, 1 Corinthians 6.19, because here's the deal. We don't have holy, quote, holy communion cups. We don't have articles or furniture or... um, dishware, if you will, uh, that are, are, quote, holy in the New Testament, but we still have something that is just as holy, and here's the connection, I believe, tonight that it pays to grab a hold of and to get. Um, if we dishonor God with the thing he's given us to worship him and the things that he's given us to honor him, we're liable to struggle with the same problem that Belshazzar struggled with, and let me read this to you. First Corinthians Chapter 6, verse 19 says this, Do you not know that your body, and I think you could extend that to not just your physical body, but your being, your body, your being is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, if I can just get um, down to earth where we live for a minute, God no longer has gold cups that are made to worship him. What he has now are believers me and you and Christians in a in a chalice or a vessel to pour from those are no longer the things that God has set up to bring worship to him what he's set up to bring worship to him is me and you our lives our bodies now here's the here here's and I know you guys know this you know where I'm going with this but please get this we just like Belshazzar if we choose to dishonor God with our lives with our bodies, we put ourselves in the same place that he did. And we were given Daniel chapter 5, not so we would know how to use a communion cup, for example. We were given Daniel chapter 5 so we would know the importance of living lives, ourselves, our bodies, our lives themselves, in a way that brings honor to God and never brings dishonor to God. And, and, and I think, like I said earlier on in this teaching tonight, this isn't super complicated But it is really really important Um, we need to make that connection tonight if our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit then we've got to treat them as if they are holy and they are meant to be honoring of God let's finish this up tonight with this last section Daniel chapter 5 and go all the way down with me to verse 24 Uh, I cut out a few verses there in our transition Uh, so you guys go back and read those okay read the story um, verse 24 and let me read down through 31 tonight then from his presence the hand was sent and his writing was inscribed and this this is Daniel's or this is Belshazzar's interpretation uh, or this is Daniel's interpretation of Belshazzar then from his presence the hand was sent from God's presence and this is the writing that was inscribed and this is the writing that was inscribed mine mene, tickle and parson this is the interpretation of the matter um, Daniel says many god has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end Takekel, you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting perez your kingdom is divided and given to the medes and the persians now listen to this verse 29 then belshazzar gave the command and daniel was clothed with purple a chain of gold was put around his neck and a proclamation was made about him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom that very night belshazzar the chaldean king was killed that very night he died he was killed and Darius the Mede received the kingdom being about 62 years old that's a fact of history they were having a party at the end of that night the king um, Belshazzar died he, he, he gave up the ghost he was killed and he was the last Babylonian king now I want to end with this tonight with these last couple of questions and thoughts for you uh, there were three words there that were mentioned um, They get translated they were tekel perez and um mene tekel and per- parson i don't read whatever that language is very well but they had three meanings and this is my question for you tonight the meanings were this numbered, they they, they actually meant a single word numbered weighed and division so what do they mean for you and what do they mean for me and i want you to ask that question what do they mean for for you um the word numbered means simply this we need to understand this tonight our days are numbered now in the situation with Belshazzar they were numbered in a very negative poor way your days are numbered you failed you're going to die but I want you to get this tonight your days and my days are also numbered there is a number of days that we will live on this earth we know that Um, are we living living them to honor God or not and if not why not have we not learned the lessons of daniel and the lessons of those that went before us the second one is this um, after numbered the second one is this weighed. and i believe every one of us needs to understand this tonight we are all going to one day stand before god and be weighed we will be weighed or judged we will be weighed in the balance of justice god's justice not man's justice god's justice and i would suggest to you again we need to live our lives not in fear but with an awareness of that, that we will be held accountable for the things we do, the decisions we make, um, we will. Now thank God for grace and mercy, and thank God for his blood, that, Jesus' blood that covers us, where he, he takes the sins um, and covers them. Thank God for that. And, and we have so, in this country, so, emphasized over over-emphas- not overemphasized. we've em- emphasized to the neglect of the other side of god we've emphasized his love and his mercy and his grace and, and i absolutely believe in those things i don't think we've overemphasized them but we've emphasized them to the point we've neglected to remember he's also a god of justice a god of holiness a god of judgment and at some point he will be a god of wrath and we need to we need to remember both of those things so I ask you again tonight, what do those words mean for you and your life? The word numbered, your days are numbered. The word weighed, we will all stand before God and give answer and be judged. And the last one is this, division. And I would I would suggest this to you tonight. Every one of us needs to see our lives, see all the things God's blessed us with, including our minds and our hearts and our bodies, as um, something God's given us to steward. Mm-hmm. They're not ours. They belong to God. In fact, New Te- the New Testament teaches us that we are not our own. We're bought with a price—the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, um, we are stewards. And if we don't steward what God has given us well, we run the risk of there coming a day where God says, "I will take it and I will give it to somebody else." That does. Um, we need to realize that God has blessed is not just. I'm not just talking about your bank account tonight. I'm talking about with your talents, I'm talking about with your creativity, I'm talking about with your health, I'm talking about all of our our energy and and our imaginations, and we need to use those things in a way that brings honor and glory to God, and and use them as stewards uh, to bring the kingdom of God. If your body and your life are truly the temples of the Holy Spirit, then we need to live our lives in a way that brings honor to God, honor to God. Um, if not, this is what I want to end with tonight If you are struggling in some area tonight, will you take a few minutes and just get alone be alone with God and and let his Holy Spirit speak to your heart and ask him to forgive you and ask him to strengthen you and ask you to help ask him to help you um, because that may be the most important thing you could do on this Wednesday uh, in April. Hey guys, thank you so much for hang, hanging with us tonight. That was a little bit of a on and off. Um, I hope everybody got back in before this was all done. We'll post this one out there as well. So unless Christine can step in and do some video razzle-dazzle and put these two videos together, um, they'll be in a couple of different pieces tonight. We want to take a minute tonight real quick before everybody checks out on me and let's pray. Um, Okay. Uh, We want to pray tonight for, I got just two requests here in front of me. One was from Dee Dee. She's got a, a couple of stepsisters that are in quarantine right now. Um, both have are showing symptoms of COVID, and we want to pray for them. And Shelley's cousin uh, had a, a stroke, a second stroke, and she's very, very young. She's only 47 years old, and we want to pray for her tonight. So can we do that real quickly before we let you all go and, and get out of, out of here? Um, Father, we pray tonight over these needs. We pray for Dee Dee's uh, family. We ask you to touch... Uh, this 18-year-old and 20-year-old, both very young, touch Audrey and Katie. We ask you to touch their bodies. Uh, if they have the virus, uh, then we pray, God, that you would give them a quick recovery and complete recovery and you would heal and strengthen them. And and God, if they don't, we pray that you would touch them and whatever is going on, whatever is ca- causing the symptoms tonight, we ask you to step in and bring healing to them. In Jesus' name, we ask you to be with them and encourage them and strengthen them. And we play for, pray for Shelley's Uh, family tonight we pray for Laura we ask you to touch her Uh, my understanding is they're not even sure where the strokes what's causing them but tonight we ask you to touch her in a supernatural way and to bring healing to her body and we're asking you tonight not only that God but you would do uh, something above and beyond and there'd be no um, no lingering effects but you give her back her health give her back her strength and full functionality I don't know what her condition is exactly but I ask you to touch her tonight in Jesus name amen Hey, guys, I see a few more people who I hadn't seen for a little bit. Brenda's out there, and I see Cody is is with us. Um, good to see you guys tonight. Thank you so much for hanging with us. We'll have to do a reset on our router next week, and hopefully we don't have to change directions in the middle of the, the time together. You guys have an awesome week. Um, I still haven't heard, and I don't think it's been decided yet, when we can gather again together here in Indiana. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to it, as I know you guys are as well. So. Stay safe out there. Keep loving one another. Love your neighbors. Take care of your kids. Don't kill anybody. Uh, That's always good advice, right? And uh, I hope to see you all soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at com.